0: Hello, Flip the Pharmacy coaches and pharmacy staff. My name is Brooke Kalusich, and I am a third year student pharmacist at the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy. Today, I'm going to be outlining the Flip the Pharmacy Change Package for October 2020. The goals of this audio recording are to really just take the contents of the lengthy Flip the Pharmacy Change package for the month of October and put it into a format that is easy for you to listen to and quickly share with your pharmacy team members. The change packages are very comprehensive and include so many great tips and resources, but for now we're just going to hit the highlights, review some tangible action steps for your pharmacy and connect you to some valuable supplemental resources that will really enhance your pharmacy's practice this month as we enter this new domain. It's hard to believe we've already reached domain 6 as we're just coasting through progression 2. Uh, This month, we are focusing on optimizing the way that we use technology and refining how we document opioid-related encounters in the eCare plan. There is a major emphasis on expressing the value of pharmacist services as the business model continues to develop. We want to better understand the data that we are generating through these patient encounters so that we can find opportunities to target various patient populations. I was able to condense the change package into two major focus points, and we'll definitely dive into each one in greater detail, but let's start with number one, which focuses on the importance of looking at a patient's whole picture, giving particular consideration to the social determinants of health that influence their opioid choices. The change package does a great job of outlining the steps necessary to identify patients in the pharmacy that we could call exceptions. And that could look a variety of ways. For example, maybe the patient's claim was rejected or their morphine milligram equivalent just looks a little high to you or maybe the patient simply cannot afford their prescription. Whatever the reason, it's important to engage these patients in a non-confrontational peer-to-peer conversation to triage how the patient is doing, and refer them to the appropriate destination. With more information, you and your pharmacy team can work with the patient to create an individualized plan based on their access to local services or support systems and the personal goals that they have set for themselves. One other point that I want to note is that it's actually very simple to document these sorts of encounters in the eCare plan. Uh, Since pharmacist care planning includes social influences just as much as it does clinical documentation, our records really should reflect that. I also want to highlight a great resource from the Pharmacy Quality Alliance known as the Opioid Core Measures. It is vital that we are aware of how our services are being measured and paid for. By having a good understanding of these health plan quality measures, it enables us to work within this complex system of metrics to highlight the value our pharmacies are bringing to the table. I invite you to familiarize yourselves with these metrics because they are actually becoming increasingly adopted by Medicare and Medicaid plans. And once they are more broadly adopted, your pharmacy will just be ahead of the game. So let's move on to our second focus point this month And that is establishing an opioid tapering plan by building a therapeutic relationship with the patient. This month, there is a huge emphasis on cultivating the therapeutic relationship with the patient. Conversations around opioid medications are certainly not easy conversations to have, but it is the right for the patient and it is the responsibility of the pharmacist it's very important to engage the patient and also their physician when developing an opioid tapering plan. We want to make sure that we are communicating openly and setting clear attainable goals based on the patient's needs. We also want to make sure that social determinants of health are considered when making this plan. There are multiple supplemental resources that can be found in the accompanying Flip the Pharmacy Change Package Summary Newsletter and also the October Change Package itself. There are really two ways that pharmacists can go about approaching the topic of opioid tapering with patients. The first is the proactive approach, where say the patient is someone that you're familiar with and you've built a relationship with and you really know their opioid history. In that case, your role as a pharmacist is then to seek opportunities to initiate these types of conversations about potentially tapering opioid use when you feel the timing is right. The other approach is the reactive approach in which the pharmacist might take notice of a decrease in a patient's opioid dose and then build upon this first step by looking for opportunities to initiate that conversation with the patient. Another really great resource for pharmacists is the opioid tapering algorithm compiled by Dr. Sam Williams, past resident at Osterhouse Pharmacy. This is a great tool for initiating those conversations with patients, mapping out their tapering schedule, and managing acute withdrawal side effects. This month's eCare plan goal is to submit 25 opioid-related care plans with a focus on targeting patients who are potential tapering candidates. In addition to the medication dose decrease intervention, you can actually document these as pain medication reviews as well. In conclusion, you can find some of the helpful Flip the Pharmacy resources I mentioned and plenty more in the full October change package. Also, be sure to check out the written and video summaries. And if you found these helpful, please let us know in the survey found on page two of the summary newsletter. I hope you found this recording useful, and I wish you the best of luck at your pharmacy as you enter Domain 6. Thanks for listening!